Hey, money bosses, welcome back. I've got an exciting guest with me here today, and we're going to talk all about all about budgeting and spending. Nick, welcome to our summit. Awesome. Yeah, to have thanks you so here. much. Thanks for so much for having me. I'm uh, I'm excited to be here. Totally. I want to uh, I want to give folks um, a little introduction about about you and all the things you've done, and then we're going to really start diving deep into talking about budgeting. I know from my work with clients that um, you know, come to us for financial planning services, like that's really the first step is, is when we lay out a financial plan is to look at where all the money is coming and going and, and going. And a lot of people cringe when you say budgeting. So I'm um, really all ears <laughs> to learn more from you and how you found the happy side of it. So yeah. um, I'm excited, but um, let me just uh, give you a proper introduction. So um, sure. Nick, Nick True is a married 20 something from Tennessee and the father to four for children. Through MapTalk Money, Nick writes and speaks about personal finance, budgeting, and slow five, all while traveling full-time with his, his wife and four pets in their 27-feet Airstream. He's also passionate about teaching people to enjoy their money now, while also investing for the future. With some creative help from his wife, Hannah, Nick aims to produce approachable, engaging personal finance content to help you understand finance and manage your money so that you can get on with living your unique adventure. So again, welcome, excited to have you here and tell everybody where are you located these days? Cause I know you're still traveling. Yeah, sure. So um, this, this is it. I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a fancy set. I don't have anything. This is, <laughs> this is my home, you know, that we've got, I've got two sleeping cats right here. Oh, uh, and we've got our lounge area there and our kitchen behind us. So yeah, we, uh, we've been living full time uh, in our Airstream for right at three years and uh, traveling most of the country. It's, it's uh, as far as where we're currently at, this year has been very weird uh, in terms of travel with COVID and everything. And so we've significantly reduced what we would normally do. And we've actually spent most of the year in the Southeast uh, near family, Tennessee and Alabama. So mm -hmm. we're currently right in the coast of Alabama. If you're at all familiar with the panhandle of Florida. Uh, we're basically right here by the coast, hanging out near the beach, uh, which is uh, our favorite spot to be. Yeah, what is then it's like, it's warm. What's the weather like? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it actually just got cold uh, yesterday. And so it's been in the uh, 80s up until about uh, last week. And uh, now all of a sudden it's dropping down. We're starting to get some, some cooler fall kind of 60s uh, weather, which has been nice. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's still, well, I mean, I can't complain about California weather, but right. um, other than our fires, but uh, yeah, that's awesome. I've, uh, I always admire, I actually have two clients who are um, embarking on this traveling uh, adventure and uh, one client has an RV and she has two small kids. And so that's, okay. uh, and client is, uh, she's a little bit older. So that's kind of like a semi-retired phase too. So hey, uh, it's, it's an awesome, awesome, awesome journey to take. So um, I'd love to hear your story, and I'm sure our listeners do, but um, so how, how did you get started, and why are you so interested in talking about budgeting, uh, and sure. out of all things? <laughs> so it's, it, it really started because I, I have sort of a, um, the most stereotypical sort of um, did the, the buy the rule book sort of uh, story up until uh, after college, and so I, I went to, you know, went to high school and got all the good grades, did what I was supposed to, went to college, got the grades, did what I was supposed to, got a degree in mechanical engineering, uh, because that, that was a good job that you could go and make money in, very respectable, <laughs> got a job in mechanical engineering, and uh, took me about all of a month to realize uh, I did not want to spend my life doing this, 
And I, I wanted a lot more freedom and control over what I did and where I went and, and how I did it. And, you know, I'm, I'm extremely lucky and blessed to be growing up in a time where the internet exists. You know, my, my grandparents didn't have this opportunity to be able to work remotely and do, do, do calls like this, uh, you know, from the other side of mm-hmm. the country. And so all that to say, like, for me and my wife, very quickly, early in our marriage and after college, we realized we wanted to do something a little bit different. And so we started finding people online who were working remotely and traveling in RVs and, and you know, sort of making this thing work. Uh, and so in large part, the interest in budgeting and the real interest in money became not not for the sake of money, but because mm-hmm. of what money allowed us to do. And so if we wanted to buy an Airstream and renovate it and build a desk and be able to work remotely and travel the country and buy a truck to tow that Airstream and quit jobs and figure out an income, you have to have money to do all that, right? And so um, budgeting simply became this way of um, me and my wife getting on the same page and sort of saying, okay, here's the vision that we have for our life. Um, how, how can we use our money to help us achieve that? And along the way, I, I sort of think, found out that I love teaching and I love helping people and I love coaching. And I've done a, a good bit of that in other areas. And so I sort of married up my love of finance and, and budgeting with my love of, of teaching and helping people. And that's how I found myself talking about this all the time. Yeah, no, I, I, I love how you put it, um, you know, vision first and then everything sort of falls out of that. Absolutely. Um, it's, definitely, it's definitely important because, um, and I like to focus with clients um, as well as um, at the very beginning, once we start um, the planning process, like the big question is, what is it that you want to accomplish, right? What kind of goals do you have? Yep. And then, yes, we go to figure out what the money is going to, or, you know, to do and what do you have to still save or work and, and, and all of that. So, um from the work that you're teaching, and I know you have uh, quite a successful YouTube channel and there's lots of interesting videos so for, for folks who want to uh, kind of dive in deeper on that topic. Um, but let's talk a little bit about like why there's this notion that budget doesn't work, like, or why do people think it doesn't work? Yeah. So one of the biggest problems with budgeting is that it's got a really bad reputation, right? It's gotten a, it's gotten a bad rap and a, a bad brand over the course of the years. And so when people hear the word budget, they think of like handcuffs, right? They think of change. They feel restricted. This is this thing that it's going to beat you over the head, right? It's going to take away your freedom. It's going to make you not be able to do fun things. And the big flip that I'm, I'm so big on talking about is, is recognizing that actually Budgeting has nothing to do with taking away your freedom. It's actually a plan to help you get more freedom. And so the, the reason budgeting budgets don't work for most people is that they don't get super clear on why they're trying to do this in the first place. They don't get super clear on what that vision is for their life, whether it's trying to get married, whether it's trying to sort a family, whether it's trying to buy that dream home or change jobs or move across the country or whatever that big vision is for where they want their life to go, they're not clear on that. And so then they have no reason to really stick with a budget. And when you're not super clear on why you're doing this, then it is going to feel restrictive because you have to cut back on some of your in the moment spending for that long-term thing. And if you're not super clear on that long-term thing, you're going to hate budgeting because it just feels like it's taking away all of your fun in the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how, um, in, in this like I think the the current world we're in, and and all the things that are available, like at the you know at the touch of a finger, even my son who's twenty months old, 
um, you know, loves my phone. So, you know, that's all he does. And like this idea of like, click here, get this, like this instant gratification. Right. And so you like throw in this idea that you could actually love the budgeting. It's like, how, how do we overcome those thoughts in our head or how we, or even probably a better question is how do we create better or start creating better habits to yeah. start to love this process or even yeah. respect it? Well, part of it, I think it starts, it starts with self-awareness around what's actually going on. And so what, what I mean by that is if you, if you look at the way uh, most of the research is out there around habit building or habit forming um, about 40 to 60%. So about half of every decision you make every single day is based on habits. It's not something you're consciously doing. And so the stuff that you're buying on Amazon, the stuff you're buying in the grocery store, the route that you take to work, even the like what pant leg you put on first in the morning, all of those decisions are based on subconscious habit forming and what you've done in the past, which means you're not spending your money consciously. You are just one click shopping. You are just, oh my gosh, let me see that thing and let me grab it. Or I have to upgrade my iPhone because AT&T sent me a message and said, I'm due for an upgrade. So I have to upgrade it, right? It's, it's just mm -hmm. sort of everything in our world is pushing us to not make any conscious decisions. And so part of it is just recognizing like, oh my gosh, I don't even make any of this stuff consciously. And so it's, it's stopping and pulling yourself out of it and going, okay, I've got to stop making subconscious decisions and I've got to start being a little bit more conscious and aware and ask yourself, do I actually want this thing? Like mm -hmm. there's a whole big debate in the personal finance world sometimes that people talk about like, oh, you need to cut lattes or, or you need to cut uh -huh. this small spending because then it's going to help you. On the flip side, you have other people who say, oh, well, lattes are such a, a minor expense. You need to focus on making more money. That's ridiculous. Like that's not going to get us help you save for a house. And so just buy the latte. I'm sort of standing in the middle or even outside of the debate going like, yeah, but like, do you actually even want the latte? Because most people are buying the latte out of habit. And so my whole shtick is if you really want the latte and it brings you a ton of value, buy it. But if yeah. it doesn't, then let's consciously take our money away from the latte and go spend it on something else that does bring you a lot of value. Um, so I think it starts with like consciously being aware of what's going on and making a decision of like, okay, it's not that I don't get to have fun. It's that I'm going to build habits that are going to help me have more fun that I'm really conscious about so that I can have the most fun, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, the lot, the lot I example is awesome. I, um, I, I don't know. I think I stand with you more on the outside of this, uh, is, 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 is because it's, it's tricky and yes, I think it's not, uh, you know, not buying coffee one, one day isn't going to change the entire planet. <laughs> no, so. but, but if it's not what you want and you're only doing it because everybody in your friend group does it or because it's just what you've yeah. always done, then it's time to shift that and do something different. So for sure, for sure. So how, uh, when you're teaching, I know you do quite a few uh, presentations and, and discussions around budgeting. So maybe you can walk us through like what, you know, what do you normally start with or in your coaching calls with clients? Like how do you approach yeah. So the, the way I typically start it is um, a lot of the time I'll, I'll use, I'll use a, a, the metaphor of like going on a trip. Right. And so let's say that you're, you're there on the West coast in San Francisco. And let's say that I decide I want to take a road trip to San Francisco. Um, but I don't know where I'm currently located. Right. I get in my car and I punch in my GPS and I say, I want to take me to San Francisco, but I don't, for some reason I have my location turned off and I don't allow Google to tell me to know where I'm currently at. What are the chances of me actually getting to San Francisco? 
like zero, right? <laughs> There's no shot I'm going to get there. Unless you um, have a map. Unless I have a map, but that's the whole point because I don't know where I'm currently at. And, and that's, so that's where most people start there because yeah. they don't even know what they're currently spending. If you ask any random person on the street right now how much they spend a month on groceries, they'll, be, they'll give you a number. It'll be way off. They have no clue. And so it starts with, okay, let's just determine where you're currently at. Mm-hmm. Then once we get a good handle on where you're at by tracking your money for a month to see what's going on, then we paint a picture of what you want that future to look like. Do you want to quit your job and buy an RV and travel the country? Do you want to love your job and just get a different house? Or do you want to try and get married and save for a wedding? Or do you want to have a kid and save for that? Like, what do you want? What do you want your next four, five, six, ten 10 years to look like? Mm-hmm. And we get super clear on that. And then now you know where you're currently located and you know your vision of where you want to go in the next five years. So now we can start putting the pieces in place for the middle to actually make that happen. And that's where traditional budgeting comes into place of like you thinking about, oh, I need to cut back here or cut back there. It comes in the middle only after you've determined where you're at and where you want to go. And at that point, the cutting back doesn't feel as restrictive because you know that it's so that you can do this thing. When I sacrificed eating out and a bunch of other things for those two years, it was because I knew I was going to quit my job, buy an RV and travel full time. And that was motivating enough for me to be able to stick to a budget without it feeling restrictive. So you had your goals, so you had your vision and your goals yes. in front of you to give you that. So that instant gratification, we're going to go out tonight to dinner and drinks could wait. Cause yes, you're, that's right. Yeah. Because every single day I was waking up going like, I hate this job and mm-hmm. I want to travel full time. And so there was nothing that was going to get in my way of doing that and making sure that I was using as many dollars as possible towards that goal. Yeah. And, and I see that a lot too. And, and so when the clients, when, when we, we, you know, start with the plan, we do the same thing, you know, look at the, where you are and sort of start to envision where you're going forward. But I'm interested to see if you, if you, if you have insights as to what happens when people kind of fall off the wagon. Yeah. Right. They, they get excited. They do all of this and then like, okay, the budget doesn't work six months later. So yeah. why? Normally, if that's happening, um, one of two things is going on. One is potentially that we've made the budget too complicated, meaning um, whatever tool you're using, whether you're using a spreadsheet or pen and paper or YNAB or Every Dollar or Mint or whatever million budgeting apps are out there, whichever one you're using, you've chosen something that is too complicated and you need to simplify your system. Uh, because if it's so complicated that you are procrastinating on it, and sort of waiting on it, <clears throat> that, that's no good. So we've got to get it to really be simple for whatever system you're using to run this budget so that you can manage it in just a couple of minutes a day or less. Now, the other problem that could be happening is that your why, your vision is not strong enough. And so one of the exercises I do with my clients is um, it, you have to come up with a really strong why statement that is formulated this way. I want to start a budget and master my money because, insert blank, if I don't, insert blank. And so a poor one, a bad one is, I want to master my money because I want to be able to go out to eat more and get drinks with friends. If I don't, I'll be stuck putting those things on a credit card. That's not strong enough. It's not compelling enough to get you to actually stick to a budget. What is compelling is I want to master my money and stick to a budget so that I can actually pay for my own retirement If I don't, I will be a burden to my own children 
and I will hinder their ability to save money because they'll have to pay for me. And that will eventually also hinder my grandchildren. No parent wants to be a burden to their own children or their grandchildren. And so like when I work with 50 somethings, that's the why statement that we focus on a lot. And that's powerful to keep you going and keep you motivated. And so a lot of the time I find that whatever vision you've created, whatever why statement you've created, it's not powerful enough if you're not sticking to it. Yeah, I can see that definitely for 50 somethings or folks closer or closer to retirement because it's like, yep. yeah, it, it's really real. Um, yep. just, it's a little different for younger folks, but still, I mean, I think, I think. Yeah, it's definitely. a different why. So like for me, right, when I started this whole process, I was, in, I was 22 years old. And so for me, it was, if I, I want to master my money and stick to a budget because I want to have the freedom to leave this job that I hate and find suffocating. If mm -hmm. I don't, I'm going to be just like that 45 year old dude who hates his job, travels all the time, and never sees his family. Yeah. And that was my reality for the engineering firm I was working at. And so that was my motivating factor. Yeah, that is definitely strong enough to get you going. Exactly. To yeah, I love, I love the, connect, the connecting too. So um, you mentioned also, um, is there a favorite uh, app of yours? I know you do quite a bit of talking. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite budgeting tool is called YNAB. It stands for You Need a Budget. Um, th there's a lot of great tools out there though. Um, that's the one that I found to like the best. Uh, it, it's a little bit more like if you had a spectrum of sort of like learning curve and advance, it's a little bit more on the advanced, steeper learning curve side. Mm -hmm. Um, but once you get the hang of it, there's, it has some really good features and abilities and capabilities that some of the other tools lack. Um, but I don't know if you've ever listened to um, photographers or camera people or anything like that. One of the sayings is uh, the best camera is the one you have on you or the mm -hmm. one you'll use. Um, and so we can debate budgeting tools all day. And, and at the end of the day, uh, the best one is the one that you're going to use and stick with. And so that, that's kind of where I stand with that. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, there's definitely, um, and that's, <laughs> this is a common question too. It's like, okay, well, what's the best you know, app I can yep. use? Or yep. do you have the best looking spreadsheet? Yep. Yeah, here's the spreadsheet. Are you going to use it? Yes. yes. <laughs> that's, that's the question to answer. This, this is awesome. Um, is there any other last minute thoughts before we close this session? Uh, I, I don't think so. I think, I think the biggest thing, the, the biggest takeaway would be um, there's, this great, uh, there's this great little story from Alice in Wonderland that I share a lot um, that, that comes to mind where uh, Alice is sort of lost in the woods and she comes across the, uh, the Cheshire cat and she basically says, uh, Hey, do you, do you know which way I should go? And the cat responds and says, well, that depends a great deal on where you want to get to. And then she says, well, I, I don't much care where I should go. And then the cat responds and says, well, then it doesn't matter which road you take. <laughs> and then she says, so long as I end up somewhere. And she goes, Oh, you're sure to do that. So long as you keep on walking. And so that's how most people live their life. They're sort of walking through the woods and going like, where should I go? And then, you know, somebody might say to them, well, it depends on where you want to get to. And they're like, I don't, I don't know. And that's the problem, right? And so if anything, I, I would just encourage anybody listening to this, like if budgeting hasn't worked for you in the past, remember that it is not supposed to beat you up. It is not supposed to feel restrictive. If it does, you're doing it wrong. And so the budget needs to be this thing that you're super pumped about because it's built to help you achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. Um, and so we have to get super clear on what that is first. Yeah, I love that. I definitely am going to incorporate more of that into my planning. Cool. So uh, uh, Nick, how can uh, folks connect with you? 
Yeah. So um, if you want to check out my stuff, you can go to uh, YouTube is sort of our home base. And so my wife and I put videos there. It's uh, if you just type in mapped out money or Nick true, you'll find us. Uh, and then uh, my wife and I also have a podcast that we do together, which is super fun called the mapped out money podcast. Uh, and so those are probably the, the best two ways to, to check us out. Sounds good. Um, we're going to include the links in the show notes here under this video. And um, again, thank you so much for uh, uh, hanging out with us today. And everyone, if you have not upgraded to the All Access Pass, because Nick and I are going to head over there into the next session, and we're going to dive in deeper and talk um, a little bit more strategy as to this this budgeting thing and how to really, really make it work. So uh, this is your last chance. But Nick, thanks so much again. Awesome. Thanks for having me.